don't count on suburban white women to make this election happen. You've got to get out there and do it. Three men, five headlines, no warning and no rules. It's a right angle lightning round brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. So let's dig right in, gentlemen. According to my notes, we're starting with Scott this week. Uh, Michaela Burrow of the Daily Caller News Foundation reports that Facebook has a special access site where government officials can target what they consider to be misinformation on Facebook in order for Facebook censors to take rapid action and squash it. Um, That's just fascism, isn't it? Like there's a special kind of login that they can go to and they see a site that we don't see that just culls potentially fishy, let's say, to bring back an Obama era, um, (laughs) something fishy. Uh, You know, that's interesting. Facebook actually uh, creates special sites for companies. I've been part of a company before that had its own Facebook page, uh, not page. It's like a whole Facebook app, basically, that and only the only people on it are from the company. And when you said that, I thought, gee, I wonder if like government has something like that, but it's kind of a back end portal. It would be like if we gave access to our website to somebody and say, hey, you know, if you need to get in there and cull some things out or correct some things or put something in a draft status so that it's pending publication upon further review. Um no, this 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 doesn't sound like a good idea at all. Um, now, you know, my use of Facebook is pretty mild and uh, minimal and benign. Uh, basically, posting pictures of beautiful scenery I see as I walk around my little Texas town. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can imagine that if you're much more engaged in in unpopular ideas, perhaps. Uh, that this this would be a scary thing. However, let me just say this. If you're going on Facebook to think you've got some sort of a free speech platform there, you're not going there for the right reason. I would use Facebook only to get people to come to your website. Go there yeah. so that you can gather an audience separately from Facebook. Uh- Of course, a legal complication is that Facebook as a private company can choose what to publish and what to promote. And that's that's entirely their business. But when they start censoring ideas at the behest of government, that is completely illegal. The Supreme Court has ruled that a a private business acting at behest of government has to follow the supreme law of the land, which includes the First Amendment. So, man, I I want to see. Oh, I don't know. Jail time, lampposts, rope. Whatever you got. Well, maybe not the lampposts and rope, but it's tempting sometimes, isn't it? All right, uh, Bill, you over could, to you. You could do it in. You could do it in the metaverse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and nobody does anything in the metaverse. That's right. Oh, well, you got me there. <laughs> um, Bill, your headline is from the Post Millennial. Believe it or not, Twitter has, or at least had, we're not sure yet, a similar government portal to the one I. Just talking about with Scott, but Twitter moderators have lost access to enforcement tools to prevent censorship of so-called disinformation Uh, under new management of Elon Musk. He has frozen employee access to those internal tools used to regulate content and policy enforcement, preventing moderators from being able to censor misinformation ahead of the November midterm elections. Well, not really because of all the early voting, but Bill. I think this might be one of the most significant stories of 2022. What do you think? I think absolutely it is. And, um, you know, when uh, when this whole discussion uh, about buying Twitter went on and so on, I, 
I said to myself, you know, don't get too excited about this. You don't really know what's going to happen. You don't even yeah. know if he's ever going to buy it. And even if he did, you don't yeah. know, you know, what would happen. But uh, one thing I have noticed about Elon Musk is that when he says he's going to do something, he, he does it, right? I mean, when, when, when the deal went through and he walks into headquarters holding up a giant <laughs> sink, you know, um, that this uh, classic. Yeah. Uh, I, I began to have some faith. Uh, you know, the thing, everybody's been hoping to remove these censorship aspects. It sounds like he has. And the, the point I hadn't really considered till you brought it up is it's happening a week before the election, um, which is, you know, it would have been nice to have more time, but it, it's not a week after the election. And, um, and so we will soon see whether or not this uh, policy remains in effect. I suspect it will be. I've, I've maintained for quite a long time that when I'm convinced that these new policies are actually in effect, and actually this may do it, Steve, I kind of just, I, I don't tweet much because it's not a good idea for me to have a, a you know hair trigger on anything. <laughs> but uh, I may just, um, I may just uh, tweet something along the lines of, uh, this is a test, this is only a test. Uh, you know, the uh, the Victrola is completely uh, fraudulent. Uh, Dr. Fauci lied. Um, uh, the election was stolen. Uh, a woman is a woman. Uh, and this conducts the test of the new uh, Twitter system and then put it out there and see if uh, see if it if it sails. Um, it, you said this is an important story. It, it could be the important story. Everything that has happened that we've been discussing things like COVID response and, and the election and all this other stuff has been because of the control of information through the mainstream media, which is separate thing, but they're, they're on their way out and everybody knows that I don't ever, anytime I see any kind of news now at all, and it starts out with a news person explaining to me about what I want to see, I'm immediately out of there. It's like, show me the footage. I can make, I can, I can do yes. this without, uh, you know, uh, you know, Jim is on location outside the Pentagon, you know. Um, and so I think the mainstream media is on its way out. So that leaves social media. And now the question is, and I think a big question is, can this translate to other social media platforms? It's certainly not going to translate voluntarily. But my big hope is, is that if Elon Musk can show now that he owns Twitter, how much actual censorship took place then a Republican Congress will be able to use that to make a legal challenge to YouTube and Facebook and all the rest of them and, and challenge their status as, um, as carriers, right, rather than editors. Their entire model is that, hey, you know, if, if some guy puts up a, a clip from a Disney movie, Disney can't sue YouTube because I didn't make that decision, you know. Uh, it, we're just a carrier. We're like a phone line. We're not responsible for what gets issued down the phone line. Well, that's been their whole excuse. But if he can show that these algorithms were in place with twi inside of Twitter, here's what Twitter was doing, then it seems to me that a Republican Congress could say, okay, well, now we are going to use our subpoena powers to make sure that all of you people who say we're not editors of content, we're just carrying the message. Well, now we're going to subpoena these records and we're going to find out. And if that's the case, then we will find ourselves suddenly in some in, in a situation that I, I don't believe we've ever been in, which would be a case where mass, that there will be the ability for individual people to say whatever they want to and have it go out to 
to masses of people on a level playing field. And then you will find that despite all the allegations about hate speech and anger and all the rest of it, the truth will eventually out. Steve, yeah, can I add that shortly after yeah. he took over, my favorite thing that I've seen so far is uh, Elon Musk tweeted with the hashtag free speech. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, uh, finally, there's a place where you can say carbs are awesome. <laughs> I missed that one. Carbs that are awesome. Carbs are awesome. Carbs are awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I saw a thing, I guess it was, I think it was yesterday on Monday. Uh, Musk said one of the problems with Twitter is there are 10 people managing for every person coding. So there are gonna, there's mm. going to be some huge, huge firings coming up. And all I can say yeah. is learn to code. <laughs> all well, right. And, and uh, keep in mind, they before he got there, Twitter was planning to lay off huge numbers of people. So he's going to take the blame for firing all these people. They were already planning to do it because they've lost money eight of the last 10 years. And they had to. They were in desperate straits. Yeah. I don't imagine Elon's going to lose a lot of sleep over that. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he sleeps too much anyway. That's right. Win. Yeah. Uh, Scott, this one comes from Karen Townsend at Hot Air. Glamour Magazine's Brazil Woman of the Year is a male influencer who does not identify as a woman. Uh, Glamour Magazine awarded its Woman of the Year honor to a male social media influencer who, in fact, does not believe women exist. Could you explain to us, please, how that might work? Could you explain to me, please, how you think I could explain to you, please? <laughs> this, this, this is why people think everything is out of control. Like I, like in my other segment this week, isn't it? And these are these are the people who who went back and restored to power the uh, the left wing um, leader that they had before in this week's election. <laughs> well, thank goodness they're getting that ship righted. <laughs> <laughs> Everything should be should be good from here on out. So so the guy wasn't like at first I thought you were going to say oh they they gave him this award in commemoration of his great uh, defense of womanhood or something like that. He said nope. women do not exist. <laughs> yeah, physically, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe That's they just the don't thing. exist in his life. Because I we know a lot of guys of for whom women imaginary might... <laughs> personal genders. <laughs> Maybe he's just an incel and um, he just, as far as he knows, women do not exist. <laughs> Let me just add something to that, Steve. Yeah. This, this uh, whole, whole women's issue with the trans issue and all the rest of it, this is one of the possible end results of their philosophy that doesn't make any sense, right? But this one... They started down, and once they started putting chips down, then then they doubled down, and now they are pot committed on this one, right? Yeah. They are pot committed. They have to win this hand, no matter what cards they're holding, and so they will continue to escalate the bet. They'll keep upping the ante until until they either win or lose, and they're not going to win. And so and so the the thing gets so ridiculous now that you can say that the crowning achievement of progressive intersectional feminism is the elimination of women. From society, that's what they've achieved, well, well, and thus no discrimination against women. <laughs> what I find fascinating is 
our political landscape has become so fractured in part because of this that I now find myself in uh, in alliance with a group that I didn't even know existed a year ago, the, the TERFs, trans-exclusionary radical feminists. These are women, typically, mm-hmm. typically gay women, who have had enough of being told that they can't be just attracted to actual women. This is their preference, and this is this is the hill they're going to die on because it's who they are, and and they're now allied with more traditional conservatives like me, and and built. This is why they're going to lose. They've yep. gone too far. Okay, uh, yeah, Bill, over to you. Oh, this one comes from Cheryl Atkinson, who I think is a little crazy on some issues, but is spot on on others. Solid reporter. She really is. She, in fact, the two best reporters working right now are Cheryl Atkinson and Selena Zito, both. Both women and both actually do the the hard work of reporting. Um, She says the Biden administration reportedly failing to cooperate with an IG probe into the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. Uh, Listen to this. The FBI, this is a separate issue. The FBI is reported to have raided the home of an ABC News investigative reporter, James Meek, who was reportedly working on an investigation about the withdrawal. He is said to have since disappeared from public view, quit his job and quit a book project he was working on all because this FBI stuff. So, Bill, the question I have to ask you is this. What could they be hiding? What could the Biden administration be hiding that's actually worse than what we saw with our own <laughs> eyes unfold yeah. on TV screens last August or August of 2021, I mean? Steve, as you well know, the cost of computer storage has just plummeted as as time goes on. Oh, yeah. I once bought a one gigabyte Max Tor Panther for $1,000, and it was a state-of-the-art thing. It was about this big and weighed 25 pounds. So with that said, there's not enough storage space on the internet for me to answer your question. Uh, (laughs) It's simply there. You just do come up against the physical limits, perhaps when we get quantum computing or or something like that. But the short form is, is to me, is not even the issue of what is the Biden administration. My question is, at what point will this kind of heavy handedness hit enough mainstream journalisms, either to themselves or close to people that they know who are friends, to they stop being on the side of the government and start being on the side of James O'Keefe when this happened to him before, right? They're perfectly happy to have this stuff happen when it's James O'Keefe and a conservative and a you know and, and that kind of thing. Well, you know, you know, who knows what the guy's doing? But when it turns out it's one of theirs who's been not only. Uh, had to go through this outrageous procedure, but has apparently cost them, well, they've been canceled. They canceled themselves, whatever the case may be, right? So how many journalists are going to have to be raided by the FBI before journalists start siding with the free speech issue and not with the people who are who are um, doing their very best to prevent free speech and free investigation? You'd think the journalists would be fighting harder for free speech than anybody else in society. And furthermore, you think they would be fighting for transparency in government because that's kind of what their job is. But it hasn't been their job for a long time. Their job has been typists in the in the propaganda pool. And and so now we're going to find out how many people got into journalism for the sake of journalism. I'll bet it's one out of ten. Oh, yeah. If that some days. Uh, final headline. This one comes from Sister Tolja at Red State. By the way, she's got the best blogger name ever. Uh, yeah. Key data from new Wall Street Journal poll spells doom for Democrats down the home stretch. Fresh polling shows a massive swing among suburban white women. That's a cornerstone wow. of the Dem base from Democrats to Republicans in a roughly two month time frame. So the last eight weeks or so with one week left to go before the election is as we tape this. I just want to say this. Don't get cocky. 
don't count on suburban white women to make this election happen. You've got to get out there and do it. I know I said the same damn thing on my other segment this week. I'm going to say it in a, say it again because this is my last chance to speak before the election. Just do it, even though Nike is evil. I co-opted their slogan. I can do that. All right. That is your right angle, right? Lightning round brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. 